Hello and welcome to the MCU News. On The Wire today, we have news on Black Panther 2 casting, a long-awaited update on Blade, and the MCU venturing into a new medium. But first... I watched the Marvel Assembled special on Loki! This is news because it's about me. No, actually it's news because, you know, we got... You know, I I think I talk about mention this every time we talk about one of these Marvel Assembled specials. Is like there used to be so much BTS material on everything, and nowadays it's like you're lucky you get a DVD and there's like a 20 minute featurette that was released as promo prior to the movie. Yeah. And, and now Marvel, well, it's more because like Disney Plus, like they're like it needs content. And you know what does well in the content is our BT our behind the scenes stuff. That's really why I think this happened is because you know like. I think the Mandalorian documentary series did really well for them for like the amount of money it cost to make it because these costs mm-hmm. so cheap to make these um, documentary specials. Um, and, you know, uh, so in that case, they're like, well, we've never really tried with the MCU, so we're going to do it here. And I actually think the Loki special is the best one they've done yet. Um, and that's not be- – I, I, you know, I've said before, I actually think WandaVision is marginally better than Loki, uh, and I don't like Falcon and Winter Soldier. But the thing is um, – what the WandaVision special to me is that it spends an unreasonable amount of time on talking about how they shot the first episode in front of an audience. And I'm just kind of like, okay, why aren't you talking me like how you cast these kids? You know, like, like interest, like really interesting stuff like that. Like yeah. where was the talent shirts for these kids or something like that. Um, and this, they do spend a lot of time on the two things that cracked up. They spend a lot of time on is they talk a lot about the long take at the end of episode three, where my big, negative quote out of this one negative thing is the cinematographer goes i really want to make it look like it was shot on 35 millimeter let me tell you i don't know if you're aware tyler but i know what stuff that looks on film loki looks incredibly digital it does not succeed at that at all yeah well Uh, and also also loki was a show that was very much like it was very much cg like you know i mean they had to do to get to get what they my, needed. My big takeaway watching with the cinematography is they have actually a lot of footage of Jonathan Majors on set in the last week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that looks so much better when it's actually like not under that awful lighting you're doing for the camera. Like when I can actually see it like with the lights up in the room, that yeah. costume is so vibrant and cool, but you don't really get that that much from the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with um, the classic Loki costume. Um, but anyway, that was one of my big takeaways of it being funny. And the other big takeaway of it being funny was um, the part where they go like, we worked really hard at making all the fighting styles different. So the fights are really dynamic. I'm like, okay, well, it's cool. You guys trained for this. You didn't really succeed at it. I will say though, otherwise I thought this was a really good special because there's a lot of insight into it, how it all works. Plus I think I, I, this is a weird way to put it. And I hope the black widow one is similar is that you can tell Tom Hiddleston, he isn't really the host of this, but he kind of narrates segments of it, like introduces segments of it. uh, And they always cut back to him for like a question. I think him being an executive producer on this really made it like, you know, his love child. You can really see that with this, uh, like a labor of love for him. Like, yeah, you can really see that in this. And there's a part of it near the end where they show him on set the first day he ever wore the horns on the first Thor. And it's really cool that they have that in there. It's like, yeah, this is a, it, it was a neat doc. Um, some stuff is useless in it. A lot of it's really cool. I do think it's really funny to watch these things and have them talk about... Because um, Falcon and Winter Soldier had it worse, but here it's, it's still here. It's like these people talk about how we really aim to have this big emotional theme 
<laughs> resonated. I'm always like, well, it didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I do think, you know, it, it, that's more of a thing with the Falcon Winter Soldier special because they're constantly talking about how great it is. And it's like, really isn't. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, that's it's cool. I actually recommend something... it for people who aren't into BDS, like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that's something that we had touched on um, the last time we had talked about behind the scenes. Um, not documentaries, but just behind the scenes specials um, is that a lot of times they're used for promotional purposes rather than, you know, like being more informational, which to me, that's the cooler stuff, you know? Uh, The only thing that comes off as promotional, and this is at the end when Jonathan Majors pops up and they're like, yeah, he's playing Kang. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) you better get excited for him to play Kang. (laughs) And Jonathan Majors is like, yes, this role really attracted to me was attracted to me because I was like, this is... Actually, that was the coolest quote, and I think you'd like this quote. He's like, he who remains is basically the large canvas of what Kang can be, and I can pull from him as much as I want when I'm Kang, or I can pull as little as I want from him when I'm Kang. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Mm. Go Jonathan Majors. But besides that, yeah, yeah. I agree. These are all very promotional. Um, I'm trying to think, because I've said, I actually, the one I remember mentioning before on that is that the Mando Season 2 Yep. Uh, behind the scenes thing never mentions the Luke Skywalker cameo. Yeah. Now I heard Disney's actually doing like a one-off like half-hour special about it, which is cool finally. But it's just like, all right, so why didn't you release these weekly after these episodes? You know, if you're mm-hmm. gonna do these things, it's like this is so cool and it's segmented very specifically to each episode. The Marvel ones thankfully have not done that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember if the WandaVision one even mentions, like, White Vision in it, which is kind of weird. But the Loki one, yeah, Jonathan Majors is a big part of it. And they also talk about casting Richard E. Grant. And they show, like, they're like, yeah, we literally don't know who we would have asked if not Richard E. Grant. He was, like, one the first person we had in mind for an older Loki. So mm. it's like, yeah, Richard E. Grant. And they, like, show concept art from a long time back where it's like, clearly Richard E. Grant in the concept yeah. art. It's like, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a cool – I actually would recommend it. Um a lot of informative stuff. Plus, it's funny. Tom Hilson's naturally a funny guy, and Owen Wilson has has a lot of it about Owen Wilson and like why he was cast and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I this is me being stupid. Probably, I didn't recognize that he was wearing a wig in Loki. I thought he had dyed his hair for the role. That's I I didn't know. I thought he had dyed his hair until uh, I saw something. I think it was an art an article that I had just read that came through on my news feed that talked about about him wearing a wig but yeah no props to the uh to uh, i guess makeup and and costumes yeah um so kate heron was the director for loki season one however she will not be returning for loki season two uh she has said that it's always been it's always been just one season that she was going to do um and she is happy with her time with marvel and she did say that she is not leaving Marvel definitely. Um, she would love the opportunity to work with Marvel, but she will not be back for Loki season two. But you know, like that makes sense to me. It's um, it's a big undertaking, you know, directing six hours of well, six television hours, more like four and a half hours of that's still a huge undertaking to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I think she did a really great job of it. Uh, I, I would never go against the direction on Loki as an issue with it. Um, right. I would also say, besides the action direction, which of course, as we know with Marvel, they kind of they, farm that out. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but 
What I would also say is that it's pretty funny watching this post that Marvel assembled special because there's a whole segment about how Tom Hiddleston met with all these um, directors and Kate was the one who uh, he was like, yeah, she blew me away for pitch. And it's like, all right, well, I hope you find someone else like that for next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever is going to direct Loki season two will definitely have uh, some big shoes to fill. Yeah, it's a. I, I hope it. I hope it works out. Uh, I'm glad. I hope. I wonder what she'll get as a follow up because uh, I don't. I think she will get some good offers from this compared to the Falcon Winter Soldier director. I don't think has gotten any offers from it. Yeah, and I, I think so yeah. too. The big news of the week in casting is that Michaela Cole has joined Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She is a our first really confirmed new actor. There is another actor whose name I forget, but I think we've mentioned before on this podcast who is heavily rumored for a role. Uh, and I keep seeing mentioned in these news articles, but they've yet to actually be like confirmed, confirmed. Uh, but Michaela Cole will be in the film. She's playing an undisclosed role. Michaela Cole is the writer director and star of multiple Emmy nominee and one of the best miniseries I've ever seen in my life. I may destroy you on HBO. Uh, Tyler's laughing because like, Danny, that's not an actual credential, uh, but it no, is a really no, great show. I was, oh, I was laughing because it was the way that you, you said I may destroy <laughs> you. It, there was like a brief pause and then you made eye contact with me uh, like over our chat <laughs> that said, I may destroy you. And I, I had to, perceive i did like i was like is that the title or is this a threat what what is this but yeah anyways carry on uh well i just think uh michaela cole is such a talent i i can't even really even talk about her i, I don't think i think i may destroy you as a show that what i've said it actually texas tyler to show that i cannot recommend to anyone unless i know they can handle something a bit heavier but i do think it is possibly like one of the best things i've ever watched like in any medium like it is very incredibly well done it's pitch perfect handles its uh subject with grace humor and like really it's just so good <laughs> it really is and not that she's writing or directing this but uh my attitude is, is you know this will be probably a pretty good paycheck for her, for her to do all yeah. this stuff with. Plus, if she's going to show up in a blockbuster, what better for her to show up to up and, and then Black Panther, you know? Yeah, yeah. She was actually in a, I think, the, she has a cameo in The Last Jedi, because before I May Destroy You, she was a very popular uh, British show. Stop it, Tyler. So, I see sorry, that. I threw up in my mouth. You said The Last Jedi. Oh, I did it again. Sorry. You know, you we I you know if you'd mentioned the Last Jedi when Jay was on, he would have uh, probably gone along with you because I don't think he likes it either. Hey, <laughs> but I'm not hey. sure. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna put words in his mouth. I'm not sure. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, Michaela Cole, great talent. Uh, I don't know who she's playing because I don't know Black Panther characters. However, Tyler, I did hear that a certain hero was trending on Twitter in response to this. Yeah, Storm. People are people are thinking that Cole will play Storm. Um I I I know that Storm in the comic Storm has origins with Wakanda. I don't know. And there have also been rumors for Namor, who is also a mutant, um being people want it's more of I think just is that Namor one's more mutant? speculation. Namor, Namor is a mutant. Um oh. It's weird because like when 
when the Avengers fight the X-Men, Namor was like on the Avengers side. And so like Namor goes through this love hate relationship with Wakanda and the mutants and the Avengers. And I've given you yeah, my but I've given you my dream casting for Namor, have I? I forget I don't, how I said I don't this. think I don't think so. I want Henry Goulding as Namor. The mm. guy who's playing Snake Eyes in the new Snake Eyes movie. Yeah, I think Henry, yeah. But I, I've been thinking that since I saw Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, this guy should be Namor. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he'd be great as Namor. Uh, yeah, I definitely think right. that Namor was definitely a character that will, you know, I'd, I'd love to see in the MCU um, that's been teased multiple times before. I also um, just with think. Easter eggs, but. I will say back when I'm talking about this also, back when Crazy Rich Asians came out, I came up with this book. It is very important to say, like, man, imagine Henry Golding and Chadwick fighting it out. Now, of course, we'll never get that, but I still want Henry Golding as Namor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it still would be cool. Um, uh, there, There I, is one thing with, with Namor and Storm. They're both mutants, and we've not had mutants confirmed just yet. It looks like we'll get Fantastic Four before we get mutants. Um, however, I, you know, you, we never know what Feige's got up his sleeve. One rumor I saw, well, rumor thing I saw floating around was that, oh, they want to have Michaela Cole on this so she can be in Disney Plus show. And my response to that is, no, don't force her to be on a uh, Disney Plus show. She's she's already said she's working on like a follow up, not like a second season, but like her second show. Her show's called Chewing Gum, which I need to check out. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm, oh, she's already working on writing her follow up time story. I'm like, no, she should not waste her time on television on something she's not working on herself. Like. Even though she wasn't a Black Mirror episode, but that's a little bit. Black Mirror episode is yeah. basically like being in a movie, you know. It's it's a, it's a one time commitment type of thing. So yeah, it's a, it's an anthology. Yeah. Well, one thing that has been confirmed by Kevin Feige is we will see more of Melina, nice. Alexi, like and Agatha. At least two of those characters. <laughs> the other one I'm indifferent to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that uh, Alexi definitely uh, was well-liked. The Red Guardian was well-liked um, by crowds. Uh, Agatha's probably winning Black an Widow. Emmy. Um, Agatha's kind probably of a, winning an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> Melina was kind of an indifferent indifferent character, um, I think, because of the writing. Um, but I'm interested in, like, I mean, yeah, cool. I You know, like, Rachel Weisz is, yeah, like, is a good actor. Is Sorry, a good actor. Go I'm I'm willing to see, like she's a really good character actor, you know. And so I'm really interested in seeing where they'll go with, with yeah, uh, I, with that character. I don't, yeah, I don't know when those two will pop up. Agatha seems like a very obvious, like oh, she'll pop, you know, whatever, whatever Elizabeth Olsen's doing post Doctor Strange, you know, whatever, wherever. Uh, I don't know, Wanda. I don't know. Yeah. I totally blanked on her name for a second. I was like, uh... Scarlet Witch, uh, no, what's her name? <laughs> Wanda, yeah, wherever, wherever Wanda pops up next in the MCU. I'm sure we'll get Agatha there. Also possible we get to see Agatha in her original uh, Marvel world. Do you know, remember what that is? You don't? Do you? Because I thought we talked about it during WandaVision. Is where she first mm-hmm. appeared. She was you, uh, the Fantastic you, Four's babysitter. If you babysitter. say it, I'll remember, like, for Nathaniel Richards, not not Kang. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did. I do want to clear up. Nathaniel Richards is a descendant 
of Reed Richards, not the son. Yeah, he isn't like English. a descendant, but yeah. So yeah, Agatha I is to son's that up. babysitter, not Kang's, right? Yeah, okay. not King. Yeah, not King's babysitter. Baby King. <laughs> uh, do you think of how think of how like twisted that would be if Agatha was King's babysitter? I mean, can we get a weird like, love triangle between Agatha but... and can we get a weird love triangle between Agatha and Ravona? Because <laughs> Ravona's supposed to be bride oh. of Kang. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got. Yeah, I was like, we've got a we uh, got some big news, a r- real nice big announcement. Yeah, uh, Basam Tariq will direct Marvel Studios Blade, which to me, having a director means that my theory is probably true of this going to hit in October 2023. It's rumored to have filming start in July of 2022, which campaigning for Sound of Metal, I'd rather this movie get its own time here, um, and of course, that paid off for me with Basam Tariq. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've got a director. I would think that gives us some some direction. Wow. Yeah, I would I would say that your your theory of the October twenty three release date that yeah that's got got some good uh good weight to it. Um, in our last bit of news, Marvel Studios has announced they will launch an in house animation branch for MCU animation pro- projects after What If. Now, this means that. Not only can they do more seasons, would would they work on more seasons of What If, which has been rumored, but they will also do other animation projects that would be set in the MCU. And if, if you remember, we actually do have one other animation uh, project announced already, which is a series of group shorts that would be on Disney Plus. That would be, oh, that is true. Yes, uh, titled I. Fittingly, I am Groot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if those have been confirmed to be canon or not, but I assume they will be considered canon. Uh, I don't think B. Coops will show up in them, though. I don't even know if Vin will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they'll get Vin on board for that. <laughs> I don't know if they're willing to pay him for those. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure that they've got plenty of time of him just in the recording studio. They're like, all right, we're going to do all of your uh, all of your lines now. Just say them in just two hours of him going. I am Groot with different, I with different uh, emotions. My yeah. favorite thing still is they bring him back for Guardians Two and just distorting his voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, great. I'm glad you got in for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious what projects they'll do that aren't What If. Because to me, What If is very obviously, yeah, that has to be an age because you're going to want to use all those actors that aren't going right. to want to show up on set for this really complicated story that would be in canon. Maybe they'll do a show that's set in the five years about the Avengers team. That'd be cool. Uh, Maybe. That's actually what I would view this as. Avengers 1 in Age of Ultron? No, Uh, no, no, because I'm saying all the Avengers are together. And then, of course, a show Between Avengers 1... Oh, wait, no. They separate at the end. They only got back... They only got... They separated at the end of Avengers, and they only got back together at the beginning of Age of Ultron to help. Well, yeah. it's implied to be... Find uh, Hydra. Well, to me, it was implied in Age of Ultron that they'd been together a bit, because they're like, we went after all these Hydra sleeper cells, and that was the last one. Yeah. So I'd be down for a yeah. show about that. Like, you know, not even a show. I'm saying like this would be like an Avengers show where you don't need to have the main actors on it, but it's canon. I think that'd be cool. I, I'd watch something yeah. like that. Yeah. Same with the Guardians, too. Yeah, something something to fill in fill in the gaps between between the movies, even like between the movies and the... Disney People Plus forget shows. that Guardians, Guardians' appearance in Infinity War is set um, 
sorry, my mind just one point. Four years after Guardians two, because Guardians two is set right after Guardians one. Right after Guardians, so, 1, and I know yeah. there's already a Guardians cartoon, but I'd watch one with mm-hmm. the cast. You know, like the actual cast. I, I imagine most of the actual cast would be down to show up, besides maybe Bradley Cooper, because he has better things yeah. to his time. But like. I think Pratt and uh, Zoe Saldana would be happy with that paycheck, you know? Like, I don't know. You know, there's all these holes in yeah. the MC timeline that I'd be like, yeah, I want to see that filled in. And that's what animation mm-hmm. can do because you won't need to have all of the actors on set. And you can recast, you know? Stuff like that. People don't care if you yeah. recast. Well, and, and a big thing with this is that Marvel could, with animation, they could do an animated Spider-Man series. It's just got to be within that. As long as it's under twenty two yep, minutes. As long as it's yeah. under that, you know, that time, that time frame. So they could do, even though I don't think they will. It is an option. They could do a Black Panther show that's about T'Challa. Yeah. Because again, I think it's okay to recast an actor in animation. Way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they could do something about that if they. All depends on what they're doing in Wakanda Forever with T'Challa. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of options in animation that you can do, mainly to fill in story gaps. And not worry about having the full. Well, cast there, there was also and having it be cheaper. There was also a time before Civil War um, that T'Challa was the Black Panther. You know, he took over that that exactly. mantle, so we could also get some time, some time there. Yeah, it's it's wide open for them to for them to to uh, to do whatever whatever pretty much whole, they want. Uh, the Elena cartoon, yeah. Or the Red Guardian. Yeah. Guardian give, give us a uh, Red Guardian fighting Captain America. So, <laughs> all right. Well, what is grief if not love persevering? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, non sequitur. <laughs> that, uh, that is all for this week's MCU news. Bye. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you in the next <laughs> one. This is an awkward long pause. <laughs>